Blog Talk Radio. Chino chalo chino mano tori. Nineño kone. Bambo wako chifuakarewe. Kona matanko nukudeka tori. Toriwe. Kansas City. Oh, how come you use uh, 816? Yeah, that's Kansas City number. Matilda has a Kansas City number. Also, Miss Lucas' number then means she took the number from Kansas to Florida. Yes, she used to live here. Oh. I see see the deal. Uh, I was was accusing him of being in in Dallas. Ah. In Florida, Florida, because of his number. So he says, no, actually, 816 is the Kansas number. So then we, we flipped the, the accusation to you, saying you had <laughs> taken the number from and Kansas. That's, that's where I lost him. <laughs> I just walked on that yeah, part. Good morning, good morning. 
Yeah. How are you, Lucas? Fine, thank you, Baroja. How are you? How's Okotox? Okotox is is well, nice. It looks nice and sunny. So I can't wait. You know, our days are very numbered as far as the cold weather is uh, inside. So after the show, I want to. I'm using them, Miss Lucas, to go drive in the in the mountains. I just go drive mm-hmm. there. It's very peaceful. Not so many vehicles. Yeah, so I, I like to do that. Uh, you should let the mayor know of uh, Okotox and Calgary that you have put them on the map because now the rest of America, United States, we know about <laughs> Calgary and <laughs> Okotox. <laughs> I, 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 I was going to ask you what is Okotox. I've never heard of Okotox. Okotox yeah, you are here in Okotox. Okotox is a town. Uh, let's begin with that. It's a town here in uh, in uh, in Alberta, and it comes from the native uh, native uh, language, uh, be, meaning it's a rock. Um, the, the main the main Miss Lucas, the main tourist attraction we have it is that rock. Uh, it's also <laughs> one of the pictures. <laughs> One of the pictures. It's amazing. Uh, Yareka came to visit us, so she 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 went and if you saw the pictures, Miss Lucas, if you remember, she was on uh, on that big rock. That is the only uh, tourist attraction uh, we have. The, we shall come and see. Yeah, I know, I know. And the surprising thing is, I've lived in Oktox like I don't know more than ten years now. That was the first time I went and saw the ro- the rock. I don't know what's wrong with me. This is why I was born in Zambia and I've never seen a Victoria Force. So I don't even know what, I, what, what to say, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. And that's Miss, Miss Sherry needs to come back because she seems to have a very big story as far as... The, <laughs> I was surprised how much <clears throat> she wanted to go into Africa with a simple question of, have you been oh, to yeah. Africa? She, oh, man. She... She what? She was actually supposed to be there until this thing, uh, it's a chapter pandemic, as the Pentecostals would say. Came, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the Pentecostals see yeah. demons in everything. She she's yeah, actually yeah, very engaged. She's engaged. She's very engaged with the diaspora issues here in. Originally, she's from Jamaica. You know that. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, there are all these people who call in once in a while. I think we have to find a way of, you know, saving their their numbers. And there is something I think we are missing. If you remember, there is someone who called. Was it not this week? The other week, Monesan from mm-hmm. New Orleans. New Orleans Radio. Yes. Yes, brother. Yeah. What's his name? <laughs> brother. Um, brother something. Uh, uh, Warren. Um, Warren. Warren. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, switch on your brain. Switch on your brain, yeah. <laughs> we need to send those books to the White House and to State House. 
Who's the author? Who's the author of that book? Sentence the cover. Uh, Dr. Leaf, let me just get that um, name again for you. It's, um, oh, Tualufia. Because, because you see, Caroline Leaf, Dr. Caroline Leaf. You know why? It's something like a job. Roger, in line with your with the theme of open forum, I don't want. I hope I'm not jumping the gun here, or going ahead. Life beyond politics, you know. Some of these things are not complicated, okay? No. Mm. You mislead millions of people. Now there you exactly. are. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that, that is where our, our title uh, is, is going. Okay. Yes. My God. Yes. Yes. When, when mm-hmm. does uh, politics start? Uh, when does when does it end? You put so many people uh, into uh, th- this problem. Uh, ah, I don't, I don't know. And now, when you say you are in it yourself, a lot of us are finding it very very tough. Number one, to, to be sympathetic. To be sympathetic. Uh, we have tried so hard. You know, when somebody said he was airlifted on my Facebook, oh, stop laughing at him, he has been airlifted. So I thought he was maybe airlifted on the, on the stretch. When I saw him walking <laughs> to the plane, I said, no, you didn't be airlifted. He did say, oh. How an airlifted, you know, anyway, Nadeka. We're just praying for him. wish. Well, some, somebody commented, say the reason he walked, they, they don't want to, they don't want him, they don't want people to well, see him taken out on the stretcher. So while he still has the strength, let him walk. Hello, the, 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 the problem part. is he, he has lied so much, so it is very tough. The, the only way, you know, uh, <laughs> my my wife is a nurse. She works in the hospital. She says one of the patients there. She says, if it was just, some of this, uh, you know, when you enter the, that tube for yeah, ventilation. Yeah, some of them, they're making a hole, Pamukosh. It's not going through yeah. your mouth. They make a hole. In, 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 so this patient in the hospital, my, my wife's patient was saying, I hope they, they, make, they drill a hole in his, <laughs> that way he can, he can talk less. You know, this is how... <laughs> This is how the man has uh, muddled the waters, he has intoxicated the, the waters. So we'll be asking life uh, beyond the uh, politics. Nathan has given us a, a pointer there. Uh, look, look, look at what, uh, uh, how many people has, fall, uh, has fallen into this, this trap of believing the, the mask is not something to, to wear, state house. And now the Republicans who wanted to push uh, the nomination of a Supreme Judge, two of them cannot attend. And according to the rules in the Senate, if you are not there, your vote doesn't doesn't count. Life beyond uh, beyond politics. They are yeah, actually be- three. They are actually three senators. And they are all in judiciary. Uh, yeah. But they still need everybody to vote finally. And now on Twitter, they are blaming Democrats that now there is a, 
uh, coronavirus for Republican and the coronavirus for Democrats. <laughs> how, how come the Democrats are not uh, getting a seat? We export, Nathan, uh, this uh, way of, of thinking to, to home, uh, to Africa, where opposition are seen as enemies, not people to exchange ideas with, but you would rather uh, lock them lock them up. Uh, life uh, beyond politics. When does politics begin? When does it end? Um, what is coronavirus uh, are telling us? You may, you, uh, you guys are pastors here, we are not the controllers of our, our destiny. Uh, no. You know? Yeah. But the politicians, somehow, they want to come out to us that they are in control. Coronavirus is saying, guess what? You are not. So we'll have that uh, discussion um, very, very soon at the bottom, bottom of the hour. But I'm about to say, in Pennsylvania, Lancaster, uh, when I say Lancaster, Miami, I always think of the, the Hamish for some reason in that uh, area. The Amish Miami, they make this wonderful chicken. My God, so nice. Miami <laughs> wise. <laughs> Roger, Roger, good morning, Mr. Charlie. Sometimes uh, you, yeah. you comes out, you, like you read my mind, you know. The first thing, I, I'll say it because you say it. The first thing I want to do when I go to Zambia is make that recipe. I want to, I, I want to take it to Zambia. I love that Amish chicken, too. Uh, yes. That's called uh, yes. uh, vinegar, uh, vinegar-based uh, recipe. It's a, it's a very delicious. Every Saturday... When they have it, I, I look forward to go to Zambia. Yes, you yes, can get up yes. It's every I'm Saturday. Sick. You're right, Mayama. Every Saturday. <laughs> so every Saturday. you made my day. You, you made my day. Yeah, right. I know. I know. <laughs> but, uh, Brian, do you have the Hamish people in in uh, Kansas? In Kansas? Yeah, uh, you have to drive very far to find them. Oh. Yeah, you yeah. On the Kansas have side. But you have to drive probably two hours to get to where they are. Mm. I, I checked one time. If you've been mind, I was looking for chicken. But you can find some chickens in Mastoro um, if you go to the right store. I don't know. My wife knows where to find village chicken. No, women <laughs> are no it's not village chicken. Me and the broiler. No, it's the way they treat it. Uh, yeah, remember the Amish don't use electricity. They use a, in a, a gas, if not of your gas feeder. So the way chicken is being a lady, a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that I, I, the, 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 the sad part as the populations are growing in towns in, in, in Dover, when we first arrived in 1998, the population was small. You know, the Hamish, most of them, they use the uh, horse chariots to, to, to move around. But when Imiotoka, the population of people starts to increase, there is more traffic. Their chariots sometimes get bumped into, so they are forced to, to move. Uh, Ten years later, when we were moving from Dover, uh, the population has really, had really, really gone, gone down. Uh, here in Canada, they, I don't, they are not called Amish. They are called the Aminites. 
but they are the same people, Germans. Uh, they are Mennonites. Called, uh, Mennonites. 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 Well, so you There's a difference. The difference between the oh. Amish and the Mennonites is the Mennonites have, are more on the Christian side than they are more on the Amish. Those are the Mennonites. They have embraced both. Oh. The Amish are strictly, they are religion. But the Mennonites, um, they, they dab into the Christian side. You see, oh. Matilda, right there, right there, Roger, right there, that point mm. Matilda has made. You see, this is what, Pastor Brian, this is what I keep telling people, uh-huh. especially, let me say this, okay? I don't know, today, anointing in India, we just said, <laughs> especially, especially our white evangelicals and the Pentecostal charismatic people in Zambia. These people, like Roger, you are saying, Amish and Mennonite, you know why, what that identifies them? For their faith and religion. But this generation of so-called Christians, we are known for our political affiliation rather than our faith and message in Jesus Christ. And we are responsible for the division that is going on in the world today. If the church and Christian spiritual leaders, Pastor Brian, mm. we, get, yeah. we get our act together, this yeah. division, 80% of it will go away. True. 80% of it will go away. Wow. Is abortion the only issue or problem in the world today? Mm. So, Abortion, this is what I say about abortion. Abortion is the killing of innocent children. And what about that grown old black man? You've killed somebody's grown old child. Isn't that a form of abortion? That's a a form of abortion. Don't ignore it. Just because you've taken a stance, that we are law and order, you are covering your sins. You are covering your sins mm. by saying law mm. and order. Uh, if, Roger, uh, if the church gets its act together, 80% of the division in the world will go away. I agree. Because so, so, society is a reflection of the church, actually. Exactly. There you go. You just hit it on the head. Can you send that to Zambia, to your Pentecostal friends in Zambia? <laughs> <laughs> and tell yeah, them... Zambia is, is a... No, that, that but, is but, very, but, very but, profound, but, uh, Nathan. If you look Brian, at the... please tell our friends in uh, Zambia, there's no such thing as Christians for Lungu. That's an abomination. Hmm. The, yeah, uh, the, so. the, the, why it is so profound... You you see the protection uh, they've given to uh, the non-born baby, the newborn baby, um, mm-hmm. and then flip the other side. Uh, the same people would be laughing to see a black man uh, die uh, under uh, under state under state law. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. That, that is very uh, profound. That that is. That, I, I don't know. You, you know. 
You know what, Roger? People do not realize the significance of a grown man crying out for his mother. Yeah, he was a baby at that time. Yes. Mm. That daddy knew that that person, that grown man, is somebody's baby. Please hear this. Yeah. That mm. grown man is somebody's baby. Just like you are making noise about that unborn child, even this grown man is somebody's baby. Yeah. That's the the confusion today. Uh, When does the church come together, agree, uh, and say wrong is is wrong? Uh, But today we are confused uh, where church can give a green light to Trump to do whatever he has, uh, he has done. Uh, say, for instance, uh, the last debate, he says, uh, stand, stand by uh, boys who are white uh, nationalists. And the church is still quiet because, um, I don't know, they want him to give them a, a judge. Uh, and then in Katushi, Africa, now, he takes away two, two senators, one servant to Aluara. Now what? This is why we are saying life beyond the politics. If you think uh, Mitch McConnell, everything you do is going to be uh, politics, now you don't have two senators. Now what? Now what? Okay, so we'll, we'll, look, uh, uh, we'll, we'll look at that. Uh, back home, uh, the church again, I don't know if it's the church or invented commas, we see the suffering, and we know that this suffering is as a result of of uh, bad politics in the entire Africa. Bad politics, but we have all these small, small churches. We are worshiping this one. We are worshiping this one. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that, uh, brother. Brother Alan, how are you? Um, well, thank you. And uh, how's everybody? Uh, Everybody's well. We are just, yeah, yeah. we are um, getting getting ready here to look at the subject life beyond politics. Why a lot of us are, why a lot of us uh, are finding it very hard to believe Donald Trump, even when he has gone to hospital. Some of us still yeah. think he is probably <laughs> he is probably just telling a lie. It is yeah. a lie. I don't. You know what? What's interesting, Roger? I was just on a, <laughs> as you know, I go to a white evangelical church, and uh, uh, we've been part of the leadership throughout this whole thing. Says the process. Uh, every most of the time, it's just me and my wife who are the only black people there, even in the leadership. And so, of course, the topic comes up. Uh, in the beginning, it was coming up. Finally, I started speaking out. I said, "Listen, at the end of the day, this is how black people feel. This is what they are saying." You are saying it's okay for them to be killed by your action or your inability to speak out for them. So they are questioning, do you really love us for real or you just want us to add, to bring in money into your church and add the numbers? You know, is this what the Bible says? Mm. So, and I, I've been to see results that people changing. For instance, they stopped talking so vocal about it. And then today, uh, I just got off a call uh, with a part of the leadership and the pastor for the first time in a long time, I heard him categorically, like almost no questions about it, say our role as a church 
pray for everybody, for whoever is in office, for even the opposition party leaders. Even if you don't like Biden, God loves Biden. Even if you don't like pro-life people, God loves them. Even if you don't like uh, pro-choice people, God still loves them. The church is not the responsibility of the church to begin to uh, say, because you are pro-choice, you are not a child of God, uh, or because you are this, you are not that. And uh, I think for me that was a very, very uh, progressive way on his part, because it's not where he was two months ago. You know, from things that he was saying publicly. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Obviously, if the catalyst may have been the hospitalization of our president, may have been a catalyst. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting. Mm. That's very interesting. That the way you you put it, uh, that's not where he was two 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 months ago. Uh, as as short as that. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so we'll be uh, we'll be we'll be examining uh, we'll be examining this in uh, more detail. That's uh, like in five minutes, five minutes time. Vakasonso, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Well, today we are okay. We are getting ready uh, to see to examine uh, what uh, uh, Brother Trump is going through. Uh, you feel sorry for him, pa? No, no, pa. Some other small voice. Uh, this man is way above what uh, he, he can easily pull a, a, a lie here, you know. So I, I need help from the Council of Elders here. Uh, give me help so that at the end of the discussion, I'll be um, not really converted, but I'll be I'll be cured of my not believing what Brother Trump is is, is here. Is going yeah. yeah, you know, um, the coronavirus has caused many problems on the face of the earth. Uh, we should join our forces and our prayers to pray against the coronavirus, no matter who has caught it. Uh, that's why it continues to spread, uh, because uh, we, are, uh, we, 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 we are choosing which should attack and which should not attack based on our conviction towards their life. The second uh-huh. thing here. It's the second thing, yeah. <laughs> the second thing here is that, um, uh, you know, the way the president has portrayed himself in the public, he doesn't listen to the experts, and he no. has been walking around without a mask. They have said no public gatherings. He goes out and defies them and starts holding rallies and uh, gathering people like that. So he. He, he he's is almost you know he almost feels like he's God. So uh, perhaps a little moment of humility has arrived to recognize that this thing is real. And you know he 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 lives in a bubble. He lives in a in a world of his own. And with the the, the with his fans, the people who follow his way of doing things, it's kind of like they they kind of like. Let's even start the discussion, actually. Uh, the first question we're asking is, uh, why, uh, why are we wrong not to believe uh, uh, Donald Trump? Uh, to the panelists here, I also in- included, um, am I the only one who doesn't believe probably this man is, is, not, is not sick? You, you are not the only one. Uh, they are, you know, because the whole Donald Trump enterprise 
it's a conspiracy theory based type of arrangement. So even other mm-hmm. people can develop counter conspiracy theories around what is happening. So that goes into that falls into the bracket, the lack of believing. It's kind of the, the, a counter conspiracy theory because he governs with, with this um, exuberant, you know, almost border, bordering on idiosyncrasy, where they live in their own bubble and they they try to create a, a, a world that is detached from facts and science and the reality of what is going on. Um, you know, it's a, it's a moment of truth that has come. But the entire government of the United States would not lie to everybody that is, is uh, contracted for honor, particularly if even the people around him have been tested or contracted coronavirus. So, yeah, yeah. So he, okay. he, he is, he, I, I think we should err on the side that the government has not lied to the public that is unwell. And it's a big lesson for him because he, he doesn't wear masks. If he wears a mask he, in places, sometimes he goes to conduct rallies in the crowd. You know, he, his friend, his, his, his contestant, Biden, Biden, even if he's addressing a small crowd, is wearing a mask. Just in the last debate, he was he was teasing him. Uh, so, no, he wears the largest mask. The next thing we hear, he has coronavirus. <laughs> you know, so he, he has, you know, uh, being a leader of the people means that you must listen to the voice of the experts. The experts cannot be president, but their gift is to be the brain of the president. Yeah. So if he despises to, them, if, to, I, if an old man, let me conclude with this remark, an old man once told me that if you deny the truth, you will prove the truth. It means that the truth, by you deny the truth, in your life. if you deny the truth, you will prove the truth. It means that the truth itself will come to pass in your own life. You, you, you so see, Roger. I can't hear the, the last mm-hmm. part. I can't hear the last part. If you deny the truth, if you deny the truth, you will prove the truth. So it means you will prove. You will prove the truth. Prove, prove, prove. P R O V E. Prove. You will prove the truth. If you deny the truth, you will prove the truth. It means that the truth itself will come to pass in your life, so that you will see, you will learn to respect the truth. The truth must always be respected. You can't just go lie around. That's not how life works. Okay. The, pro- the proof there was the, your, I don't know if it was your, your Luapula, uh, I don't know, or the... Accent. Yeah, you yeah, <laughs> want to say that. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Yeah, because I know in Kaundeland, the proof uh, usually comes out just like uh, straight away. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Nathan, Nathan you, you, you wanted to jump in. I wanted to say that, you see, the point Vakatsonso is making is like what hmm. somebody posted on uh, on social, social media, Facebook, and they said before Trump jumped into politics, they didn't like him. The reason they keep vote, they vote, they voted for him and will vote for him is two reasons. One of them I've already mentioned, abortion, which is a fake reason, in my opinion. Number two is moving his policy on Israel and moving the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. So, I, I, you know, me, you, you know me, Roger. I normally don't respond to things on the wall. 
because I know my politics still up a lot. I told this person, I said, whether you like it or not, if you have read and studied the leadership, there is one cardinal point about leadership. It has to be exemplary. Your policies are useless if you are not an exemplary leader. Because, because being uh, exemplary okay, go ahead. is the same reason you have brought up this discussion of people do not understand how deep this thing is, life beyond politics, Roger. Mm. Somebody, te- somebody made another comment and said, let's switch the roles around. If it was Biden who found himself in this situation, how would have Trump responded? Exactly. Exactly. He would have he would have discredited the mask like you can never believe. He would have said eh, he was wearing a mask, but he still gets sick. You see that? But look mm. at what exemplary leadership does. He makes a statement and he says, this is not about politics. Jill and I wish the first lady and the president quick recovery and good health. That's exemplary leadership. I don't think Ababa would have done that. I doubt it. No. No. You, you, you see, like I said, so where my question, why we are wrong, that is based on what Nathan has just said here. You know, what would have Trump done in this, in, this, in this situation? And why a lot of us today, this morning, will need a lot of converting, whoever we should be on Trump's side and... Uh, and, and, and feel, feel sorry. Yes, yes, the entire government cannot lie. Yes, we can. Uh, but it is so, so tough. Uh, that's what Nathan has said here. What would have Trump done? Uh, Biden has uh, pulled down the adverts, which are negative, because they want to wish him well. Guess what the sick person has decided? No, I'll still be, be, be running uh, those, uh, those ads. In my mind, Miss Lucas, what that tells me, here is a guy who lost the debate so bad, so he wants to change the narrative, but at the same time, he wants to use this time to his advantage and keep attacking his friend. Yeah. Um, Roger, you see, the, the trouble with politics is that um, if you, you are standing a, a, on a uh, moral high ground, you want to be a morally upright person, and you are running against somebody who does not, has no regard for morality, no regard for the rules, no regard for anything that they, or exemplifying or exemplary leadership. That's the situation that you find yourself in. How do you respond? If you always respond taking the high road, um, it is likely, it is likely that you, you you would lose and lose badly because in the country, people who vote are both the educated and the uneducated. They are both the illiterate and mm. the illiterate. If you give an example of Zambia, one of the reasons why I love Zivasada is able to connect with the masses. And take with people like Jim Mumomba, Derek Salamade, when they formed their own political party, is they focused on the intellectuals and the well, well of people. You are not going to win the elections. And this is where Trump comes in. He knows it. That's why he would say stand by. Because in, for him, the most important thing is winning the elections. It's, it's at any cost. So if he was really more concerned about the other things, he would have said it outright. He said it. Even if he does not believe that what they are doing is right, he will not agitate.
educate those people because they are disorders. You know, and so that's why your strategy must reflect or play by the same rules that your opponent is playing, unless you are convinced that on your side is the higher people. Like, for instance, with the evangelicals. The evangelicals' abortion, whether it is logical or not logical, if you are not pro-life, they don't care what else you say after that sentence. They are not going to hear you. They are not about to sit down and have a discussion. They will not hear you point blank, period. Just like they wrote of Obama. How does a Muslim have his children sitting in a Christian church and have his children baptized in a, by a Christian pastor? How? But they were convinced they were not about to hear it from him. So we have a... Um, we have a... For the evangelicals, I believe that we have a real serious situation which I think the evangelicals should tackle. Because as far as the white evangelicals are concerned, you cannot be evangelical, born-again Christian, and stand with the Democratic Party. And and for them, they're not even about to hear it. And well, as but, as, but then, uh, uh, this is what uh, Nathan was saying. Uh, how do you draw a line in the side <laughs> like that? But at the same time, when it comes to the uh, black man dying in the streets of America, you, you look the other way. Mm-hmm. But, but this is where we are finding it a very big problem. Absolutely. I, I, I'm, and, I'm going to be, and I'll let Alan, the question that you've just said by Roger and Nathan brought it up first was, okay, you say abortion is bad, but you are for the death penalty or you kill it. Oh, well, you didn't say death penalty, but my iPad, you want to condemn it. I'll condone it. So when we are looking at the Old Testament readings, wherever it's chapter and verse, you can find it, where it says, okay, if a man takes another man's life, you can do the same. Of course, this is broader. We're talking about the death penalty. But I think Nathan's point was, okay, we were okay with... Uh, not we, not we but we generally, the world, or the people who were, not the world, but the police who was kneeling on, on that man, he was okay with, with taking his life. So there are those things that the church, in quotation marks, struggle with, or stand on, not struggle, but they'll stand on to say, Bible says, if a person took, you know, did this, it's okay to take away life. So you find that Christians will be pro um, anti shani yeah, pro life, but Pro-life. but also for for the for the yeah um, for murder for yeah mm, for, for, uh, for hanging but, uh, yeah. uh, for the death penalty. Yes. So mm-hmm. those are the things that I know that the church has stood on. So how do we justify that, or what do we have to say in 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 the same same line of uh, the, the question Nathan brought up? Yeah. I think the problem is this. They don't want to speak out publicly what they really believe about the situation because they fear losing votes. That's the bottom line. Because when you speak to them, none of the evangelicals or Christians believe that George Floyd should have been killed like that. But my argument with them has been, and I told my pastor this, that your voice against uh, protest is much louder than your voice against the killing of George Floyd. And that's where the mismatch is. And I keep telling them, as condemning mm. George Floyd being killed publicly does not mean you are no longer a Trump supporter. For them, all they are saying, we have two evils. We would, but the, the Republican guy, 
does more things for us. Therefore, we will fall on the sword of the, uh, the Republican guys because we cannot stand what the Democrats have. And that's why, where their bottom line is. For them, as far as when it comes to voting, they cannot imagine yeah. or they, they are convinced that if Biden wins, it is the end of Christian freedom. It is the end of all this. Your children, who are my daughter, who is a girl, is going to be forced to use the same restroom with another 15-year-old boy who decides I'm now a girl, but he has had no surgery. They are convinced mm. those things are going to happen. And for them, they are choosing, what would I rather have? And so when we, we attack them or when we ed- try to educate them or try to educate our voters who you are on your side, you've got to be aware of why those people are making those decisions like that. For them, it's the lesser of the two evils. And in defense, that's why nobody can defend Trump with a straight face. When you really yeah, see one-on-one, one, in public it's easy, and to, but not in person. To that point, but, uh, Brother Alan, you see, he, he, here is the thing. The, the thing is that that lie, that misleading statement of saying if Biden wins, this will be taken away. Same lies they said during Obama election. When Clinton was president, no uh, religious liberties were taken away. They keep making the same lie, same lie all the time. You see, the, 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 the thing that really amazes me that really amazes me about uh, these people is that they are so shallow in their narrative and in their perception of looking at this issue. Because I I have this thing where I say selective interpretation. You are using the scripture to suit your situation. Okay? You want to just to interpret it to suit those certain beliefs that you hold. But when it comes to the broader understanding of the Bible, you choose to be whatever. If you listen, and I always tell people this, listen to the rhetoric from the Democrats and the rhetoric from the Republicans. The Democrats, whom they claim to be left-wing and socialist and all this, come out empathetic. The Republicans who claim to be Christian come out militant and non-tolerant and lack of sympathy. So you say to yourself, oh my goodness, this is amazing. So what do you do with the situation? You have these people, the only song or argument that they have is the abortion thing. Okay, you lock up children from across the border and you put them in these human human conditions. Matilda quoted the Old Testament. What does the Old Testament say about teaching how you handle a foreigner? That's why I'm saying the problem is they do selective interpretation of scripture to mm. suit their situation. Let me also throw in another concept here. I, I think uh, I have also inter- have had an opportunity to interact with um, evangelical pastors uh, uh, maybe uh, for the last 20 years here in the United States. Um, in my understanding, uh, the things like um, abortion, immigration, and all those kind of things, um, they, they are excuses. Uh, the underlying issue, why the evangelicals, particularly white evangelicals, like the politics of the Republican Party, is actually economic. Uh, every time they put in the Republican, the Republican shifts federal money. Mm into their pockets, into their families. 
through, using either through the tax code or the award system of uh, government contracts. So you, for example, go and take a look at, um, uh, before I, gi- I give an example, let me maybe um, clarify more of my point. The, historically, that group, uh, the ones that founded the republic, it's the majority white people. It's their country. And the way they founded it is that government must put money in private hands. And they, they've built the, those uh, companies and enterprises over many years. And this is the, these are the institutions that actually was at the core of even slavery. Uh, and they even used the scriptures to justify it, that one race was cursed to be slaves. They used the scriptures to that effect, historically. So they don't want that structure of the homestead years and uh, the founding of the republic where the money was in their hands. Now, bring in minorities and the lawyers that uh, comprise majority of the, today's Democrat Party. They just simply tag them as unacceptable, and the issues they use uh, they support abortion, uh, they, they support welfare, and when they refer to welfare, it just means di- distributing some of the same money that goes on to these individuals to those that are left behind, the pockets of the disenfranchised, the minorities, the, um, the unemployed people, and things like that. Right now, there is a problem, uh, there is a problem where uh, over 30 million people who are unemployed in this country uh, over the 30 million people unemployed in this country uh, have lost a significant portion of their earnings, not only their jobs, a significant portion of their earnings. And the bone of contention is the Republicans want that money to go to companies, and most of the owners of those companies are these white families, and most of them are evangelicals. So it's a, it's a, a financial issue, and then they amplify it. They put the first of it as social issues. They don't mm. want the money. Yeah. Um, uh, they don't want the money to go to smaller groups. They want the money. Uh, they don't want the money to come to to go to the newer immigrants. Uh, they don't. They want. The, they don't want the money to go to minorities. They want the money to stay uh, there. They want to retain the power over their country and over their their people. I think that's what it is all about. Because mm. the most racist groups that you will find in this America are white evangelical churches. I am not surprised that my brother is the only family in that church, and I have attended a lot of those churches. When I, when I used to visit, when I used to visit, when I used to visit, I used to enjoy and oh, and Then when I moved here, that living here, so I see just a bunch of people left behind, and it's all financial. You know, I, 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 that, 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 that is where the Democrat Party's efforts yeah. to integrate and to spread the pie must really be applauded. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I agree with you. Um, we'll, we'll look at Ms. Lucas' uh, qu- question uh, again, just, just a little bit. L- look at the abortion question when it comes to the, to the Catholics. The Catholics are against abortion. On the other hand, they don't support death penalty either. Life is, is life. And white evangelical, on the other hand, they are the vehemently deny they, they, they don't want anything to do with abortion. But on the other hand, are the death penalty. Why? Because it takes care of the black population. 
as Vakasoso is saying, it is a matter of actually of economics, pure and 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 simple. Uh, the Mormons again here, uh, there are a lot of them in the belt where I, I am, the Colorados, uh, Alberta, the Utahs, going down. Uh, they are family. These are family churches. On the, on the other hand, as well, they don't accept the death, death penalty. We have uh, our own differences with them as far as the Christian uh, people are concerned. But you, you can see people who are genuinely in support of life where they are. Okay, Ms. Uh, Ms. Lucas' question was, if a man kills another man, in Britain, Ms. Lucas, I think they did, they had... Uh, the last abortion in 1969, I think, when they found out that they had killed a wrong individual, that killed the wrong person. Uh, in America, we have seen, I, I don't know, countless people, uh, after being incarcerated for 40 years, they come out, they were not the ones. The question some of us keep asking, before we go into deep into that, just on the, on the, on the surface, Ms. Lucas, how many people do you think would have died as a result of the police just lying? As we are seeing today with the camera, now we are seeing what happened. Oh, Akale, uh, back in the day when there was no cell phone, oh, my life was in, is in danger. That's why he was killed. But now we are seeing the police. Someone is handicapped, Ms. Lucas. They, they still kill that person. How many of our people have died under the hands of the police because of lies. Right. And, hence, and the number is yes. countless. Like here in Florida, where I live, there's a case that has been going on for a while. It's called the Groveland Four. Four of these black men who had, they didn't even know each other, had nothing to do with this case. They were hung in a very brutal way. They were killed because they were accused of raping a white woman. These four men happened to be in the vicinity, not even close to Kumbifie, Mumpangape, one, 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 they rounded them and killed them. They had to make that apology, and this thing was almost at Rishingama, I don't know if it's uh, more than 50, 60 years ago, you know? So there's been a public apology from the city to this family. I don't know if maybe it might even be longer than that. So, yeah, this has been going on for a very long time. Uh, black communities or minority communities, they are aware of these things. It's just that technology is bringing it to light, you know. But this is also not to say that once have a police value. There are some police who are good, and there are some who are just extremely bad, rotten apples, rotten to the core. Mm. We are finding it very tough now to choose. Uh, we, we used to believe that, Ms. Lugaska. Some police are good, some police. But we, now we have seen how widespread the problem is. Uh, now we are thinking all, all, all police people are, are probably the, the same. Pastor Brian, uh, please help us with the next question here. Um, wh when does uh, a life of lies become, uh, become uh, a liability? Uh, if you heard what Ms. Lucas has said, um, <laughs> Look, they, they picked up people from all, you know, this one was in this area, this one in this area, and they, they, they put that lie together and, and, um, and, 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 and killed them. 
That pain, uh, Pastor Brian, has continued to this day. That pain, this is what we are seeing in the American streets. It is coming from all those small, they may look small. Now it is right in America's face. And we're asking, uh, when does a life of lies become a liability? Both to what Ms. Lucas has said and uh, what uh, Mr. Trump he has lied so much to us, now, even when going, they're taking him to the grave, we'll probably be asking, is it true he's in that coffin? Uh, that is a problem. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> the life of lies begins, uh, uh, I say, uh, life of lies become a liability. As soon as you start lying, it becomes a liability. Because uh, what lying does is, once you start lying, you have, to, you have to have a very good memory to be a good liar. Because you have to kind of maintain your, 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 your lie. And uh, in the world we live in today, if we talk about the police, you really cannot hide anything. You know, we live in, a, in, a, in, a, in an era, everywhere you exactly. are, there's a camera. You exactly. stop at a stoplight, there's a camera. At a traffic light, there's a camera. You're in a store, there's a camera. In the sky, there are satellite cameras. I mean, if they just want to see everything, they can see everything. Uh, right now, you really can't lie, you really can't lie and, and get away with it. And quite, um, there's, there's, there's what we call a culture that has been built in the police force for, for many years because of the same uh, inability for people to see what is truly going on. So those people in the, in, the, in, the, in the police force, they developed a culture. They knew they could get away with it. That's why that man thought, at least he or maybe wasn't thinking, he put his knee on, on that man's neck, thinking or hoping or just knowing he'll get away with it. You know, they will give him a slap and he'll probably will fire him or, or whatever the case is. But the, stu- the stupidity about him is his impunity where he even seeing people assuming him with a, with a, mm. with a phone. Because everybody has a phone and every phone has a camera. So they're assuming him, but he still, he still has his, 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 his knee on that man's neck until that man dies. He, he, because of the culture, He'll get away with it. He thinks he'll get away with it. Many people have gotten away with it. The guy that killed here in Missouri, what's his name? Something brown. Uh, the police officer was just fired. So he just thought he maybe I'll just be fired. And he's going to get his, uh, his retirement. So in lying, there's liability. So if we talk to Zakateka uh, uh, somebody said that but, uh, this is a, a good dose of, of humility. And I said I felt a little bad because a few days prior, maybe three days ago, I was talking to my wife and I said, you know, for Trump to believe this thing, I think it should affect somebody who's very close to him. His, his sons or his daughter. I, I do not just got a, you know, symptoms. Yeah, if I can say that I'm symptoms, I'm hospital. If I'm oxygen, just for them to realize that he, this thing is, is real. And two days later, lo and behold, when I woke up to see the news in the morning, uh has been found positive. It is really a dose of humility. Now, I do believe he's sick. I don't believe they're just pretending. I do really believe he's, he, he's sick. Because uh, Trump has never <laughs> portrayed himself as weak and vulnerable. Ah, we can't wish him well. Trump will never portray himself as weak and, more, and vulnerable. You know? Oh, I like that. Uh-huh. You never yeah, but, but you see, I, I, I guess from your point, the problem is the beating he received in the 
he has received since the debate. I'm I'm seeing he, this guy is is willing to go this far. Uh, this, this is where my problem is going. But go ahead. Okay. Go go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, maybe we didn't finish. Oh, uh, okay. Hey, so this 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 for him wherever he is, Mamba. I let Don Don Kanye. He's he's thinking now. He might come out still. If he beats it, Fevina, he beats it, he might come out boasting. Uh, this thing is nothing. I don't even know why we are shutting down things. I can su- we, survive, we can survive it or whatever, whatever. But if we get to a there point where we have to put oxygen upon him. Uh, and he, if he, you see, God, God, the Bible says uh, God knows how to, uh, how to uh, resist the proud. Uh, and the proud can be humiliated, can be debased, uh, bring to a low place. Um, I think this is where he's being taken. He's been taken to a place um, where he has he, he's he's being humiliated. This thing is really killing people. No, I'm not wishing him to die. And I pray that he survives. Because when I saw him walking... No, we want him to survive. We want him to survive. Yeah, I, even felt uh-huh. very, I even felt very sorry for the man. You know, I even felt very sorry. You know, I want to say, Umuntu... But I felt sorry. to love yeah, I really, I, I really thought so. My mother always used to say, uh, a cousin, uh, my cousin died in a, in, a road, in, a, in a bus accident. She was going to Dar es Salaam. So my mom says, TV, I'm a bus accident. That was in, in Zambia. You're seeing all these bus accidents on the TV. It's nothing because it's just on the news. It's really not affecting you because it's on the news. But it's different when that same thing comes into your home. You have a different perspective. When it comes into your home, so I hope with this it will have a different perspective. So during debate, his whole family, when they go to the debate hall, they took off their masks. The organizers of that debate said everyone should wear one, but his family, when they walked in, everybody took off their their masks. If you see the lack, the lack of following, let me put it this way. Presidency is an institution with ideas from everybody. A president is pretty much just a spokesman. When people give you advice, they tell you what this and they tell you what this, then you weigh and, and you, you pick the right advice. But the person who never listens to anybody is a dangerous person. He's a misguided missile, and which can go on innocent people. Wow. Hey. When does a life uh, becomes uh, uh, when does a, li- a life of lies become a, a liability? Thank you, thank you for for that submission. I like uh, also what Miss Lucas brought to the to the table when it comes to the to the police. A, a lot of us, um, when we hear that there are some good police people, I don't know. I I, I don't just put it in my mind that I can accept it. Yeah. I yeah maybe no, no, Roger, I see yeah Roger I I I firmly believe I strongly believe even in my encounters police there are some police officers who are genuinely sincere good people even uh and there are some who are terrible there are a few bad eggs unfortunately most of the time you put one rotten egg in there and if you keep keep it there. Um, you know, it's going to spoil the whole bunch and the image of the whole bunch. But, 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 but one, 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 one
is acceptable but here is one in Minnesota here is one in New York City here is one in Chicago they become just yeah. too many now well, you start yes. believing is this part of just a lie like we are saying is this the way they are? Remember, we talked about Wagasonso uh, and talked about the, the 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 white evangelicals and and protecting their 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 economic interests. Part of protecting the white culture, in my view, has the police in it. It yes, is part but, of but, but, guarding but, the white culture. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Roger, it's the same thing when when I, I keep talking about. Um, changing things or how we change things in Zambia. As long as the police have all this power and they are police unions, even if they don't agree with a particular killing, they are not willing to let go of some of the laws and rules that protect them. Which, and in that sure. law, may be very well in a case where the police was justified. But in a case where there's somebody in the police force is using it to, in a manner, even when they know they were not justified in their actions, it becomes cancerous. So how do we protect the public against those rules which are drawn, maybe in some cases, to protect the police? Now, as long as, as long as there are no consequences for something which is proven, the only consequence is you are fired, the problem continues. Because some of the police, it's not that it's written. Some of them are just, there's a police code, unwritten code, where we stand with you because you are one of us. That is genuine. Mm. Exists. Then there are also people who are just sincerely, I'm a bad person because I'm in uniform, I can go around killing people. You know, uh, and and it's the same law or rules protect. But when, when do you think? Sorry to cut you over, Charlie. When do you think, as an institution in America, I don't know about uh, Canada. We are yet to find. No. As an institution, and that's where I'm coming. they that's are there coming. to protect the white interest. As an institution, yes. forget the individuals. As an institution, what is their role well, well, that's in protecting the white interest? That's what I'm coming to, Roger. Their, their role is supposed, uh -huh. to, it's supposed to be all human beings, all men, women, regardless of color, creed, whatever, you are all equal. And, but the only way is that as long as you, the ones who are being oppressed, are continue speaking out and moving the needle forward, it will not change. Because the same people who want to say that, um, uh, we should take an example from Martin Luther King, are the same people who wanted him dead when he was around and asking for equal rights. And I keep telling my evangelical friends that, that, no, you guys, when Martin Luther King was around, it's not like you stood aside and said, oh, okay, you have said this is wrong, we are just going to give it to you. They were the same protests and things like that. Now, unfortunately, <clears throat> the oppressor, whoever holds the power, it is, uh, how many systems in the world have you seen where the power holder willingly relinquishes that power, just said, you know what, I have too much power, let me just give some away, you know, voluntarily. It, it, it doesn't happen if it has ever happened at all. Most of the time, it's the oppressed who have to stand up and keep pointing things out. Keep pointing things out. That's why we, we cannot stop now. We've got to continue pointing out the injustice. It's not just the police. It's the electoral system. It's not just the electoral system. It's when I walk into a bank to get a loan. The moment I walk in, I am a black person. That, you know, that already 50% of the mind has already been made up, regardless of, of how good my proposal is. You know, so those things are, are important. Just like with the mm, evangelicals, mm, I mean, mm. there are some, there are some who are sincerely good, genuine good white evangelical people who do not support any of this killing or whatever. There are people who are even holding discussions and saying, "What do we do to mm. help?" 
uh, among the white people. They are there, even like people like Franklin Jensen and so many others. You, 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 you see, again, we should, let's not worry about individuals. Let's worry about institutions. But that's how you change the institution. If you because oh. you go to them and blindly yeah. say change yeah. this, it is not working. So the more mm. of them who are vocal, once the white people who are vocal begin to speak up, then it begins to change. That's why you find mm. in this, uh, Martin Luther King's case, there were white individuals, prominent white individuals, who stood with him and agreed that this is wrong. Same thing in South Africa. Mm. Same thing in Zambia. Those people, the same white people, who stood and said, "No, what our black friends are saying is true." So the more of them will win over. Um, and, and unfortunately, Roger, the truth is it's never one attack. You've got to do a broad yeah. number of things at the same time. Mm. You know. Yeah, Roger. Yes. Let me add on to what uh, Brother Charlie said. Uh, the police are a reflection of uh, the social structure and cultural norms of uh, U.S. Americans, uh, and also the institutions have grown over the years. There are certain practices and values that are in, intrinsic to their identity. Uh, you remember that at the founding of the Republic, the human beings in this country were in hierarchies, and uh, it is only at a yes. certain point that they even started incorporating black people in, in that system. Yeah. Now, with the growth of the justice system that has been around for over 300 years, because it, the justice system in America started before independence, what you will find that the institutions have put on a certain personality. Uh, and uh, let me give you uh, a practical example. Uh, if the police go and catch a white uh, uh, criminal in, in the days when marijuana was uh, was uh, illegalized was illegal. If they they go into suburbs where white kids live, they smoke marijuana for free. But when they arrest that person and take them to court, they'll hire a lawyer. They'll have money because the justice system is a funded institution. They'll hire a good lawyer and they'll get them off. But if they go in a minority that is economically suppressed and deprived and they catch a kid with the same stuff, that kid does not have a lawyer. The system has what they call a court-appointed attorney. A court-appointed attorney basically just sanctions what the, 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 the policeman said because they don't have the time and the resources to fight the case. Uh, maybe the public defender's office is, a, is, a, is an exception to that uh, to that rule. So they will get arrested. So what the police would do? The police promotions are based on the arrest they make and successful pro- prosecution. So if a uh. guy has been in the, on the on some salary scale and is trying to get promoted, what happens is that he's got to arrest more people. And the easier people that you can arrest up to the point of winning the case are those without the money. So they go into the minorities. So you'll find that the college age group for uh, hundreds of years in this United States, the college age group always is, especially the men, uh, is always the favorite group to catch and put in the jails. If you go to the jails of America, I don't care what the state is, the majority of the people in there are black people. So those institutions have become predatory 
to the black community that the same things that may not necessarily be arrestable in the white community, in the black community, those are arrestable offenses. And that's how generations of people have lost livelihood, have lost capacity to get a job, have lost all of those things. So now there's a a generation of of people who have this anti-institutional attitude, and they prey also on the police because they see the police as an instrument and a vehicle for oppression in their communities. So that is a very complex problem. That is why this country must be governed by a person who is more empathetic than saying you stand with the police. What are you doing standing with the police? They already have got guns. They don't need you to stand with them. What you need to stand with are the weak uh, as a result of the misuse of power. That's what leadership should be about. So that's, that's where I see the, the institutionalized racism, the incentivizing of racist policing and, uh, you know, claiming, you know, he raised an elbow, he had a gun, and that's why I shot him, and all those kind of things. And part of police training uh, teaches uh, the police that the world is full of bad people because of these generations of near criminals, real criminals, and fake criminals uh, in minority communities that they have hate for so many years. So when the policeman sees a minority, it's almost based off of their training that their life is in danger because of generations of, of uh, mispolicing and anarchy and grudges that have been created in society. That is why you've got to be worried or be careful if you have a young yeah. black child in your house uh, While well, well, like also we talk about the police, uh, like we are saying, uh, we're talking about the entire system, the entire institution. This goes to the judges. The judge, when they say black, you, you are going for uh, life in prison. When it is a white boy, it, regardless of the presentation, in my view, uh, you get a, a, a parole of, of some kind. District attorney. They are more likely to bring, like you are saying, uh, a case if it is uh, the, the black. So it is the, it is the entire, in my view, the entire institution. And if you remember in the debate, there was a question of um, uh, minority something, education. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Trump said it was, it was racist. But I liked what Biden said. You know, that program allows you to understand how others feel. Yeah. I went to the bank here. I went to the bank yesterday. Uh, very um, in the morning, in, in in the bank there is a, a small room. There, there are two ATM machines there, uh, mm-hmm. but you have to open the door and go in. You know, Canada is cold, so a lot of things are not outside. So even mm-hmm. the ATM machines, they've got special rooms where people have to go to go inside. So first I was in my vehicle, look at my phone, blah, 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 blah. Comes a vehicle, the lady went in there. I was next to go in there, in, in there and then she, she looked behind. You could see she became very, very tense. Just looking at me. <laughs> a black individual has <laughs> entered uh, this, this room. I went to my ATM did what I was supposed to do. Uh, actually, she's, she, she, tw- twice, actually. 
the, the first time when she turned to her right, when she saw me, you, you, you could see her shake. And I went to my ATM, which was to, to her left. She also turned very quickly uh, to see if I was paying any attention to her. But as always, we black men have, have been trained uh, not to pay attention to, to those things. But like Biden was saying, people need to be trained. How um, actions like that, especially for we the men, be in Canada where I am, in America, how actions like that, how painful they are. Those are yeah. very, very painful actions we, we live with on a daily basis. Here is a man who loves his, his, his family. Uh, Okotox is um, by far, you know, I don't know, sorry for keep talking. Uh, one time we were we, we are taking, uh, we were getting a, a vehicle. I'll connect my story together. We were getting a vehicle um, on on loan, as, o, as always. So they write our forms, our everything. Now, what is your zip code? I told the girl the zip code. And then she, she finishes what is, what is called here in Calgary as Northeast. Northeast is the place where most black people are. And it is a, a kind of poor area in Calgary. Mm-hmm. And I almost asked her, why did you say northeast? Why could it be northwest? Why could it mm-hmm. be southwest? Why couldn't mm-hmm. it be uh, south uh, east? Why you just went to, to northeast? But then she was even more surprised when I said Okotox, because Okotox is a suburb. It's a middle class uh, a place, and you could see on her eye. And she... So even this lady, here is a man, Roger, he just minds his own business, does his radio with his friends, very happy. <laughs> and you are there, Snitch, you know, shaking like you've seen something. You know what I mean? So this is what we, we go through. This is when we talk and complain about institutions. Institutions. It, yeah. it is the entire system. It is Roger, in their homes. Roger, they can go never ahead. understand it. They can never understand it, Roger. But here's a real quick solution. Let me give an example of what mm. happens in the NBA. Because the black players, and this is why a lot of white people, say evangelicals, hate uh, what's his name? LeBron James. Because they are crediting him with the ability to, or the, the idea of saying yeah, players should have their own individual voice and control their own destiny. Because no matter what LeBron does, a lot of these white guys, they hate him to his guts. But because the black players have taken power, and their power is the economic power, they are the talent. They have decided we are going to control how much you pay us, mm, how much you mm, pay us, exactly. and what you do. So you see the NBA allowing the blacks to voice their, uh, to have their voices heard. Unlike when you go to the National Hockey League or even the baseball thing, you don't find any of those Black Lives Matter too many of those things being displayed. So the only, uh, the only language which an oppressor will hear and hear you clearly is when you touch his pocket. You start Econo- economic language. Away, Economic, yeah, language, economic, economic language, economic power, education alone, they don't care how educated you are. If you don't control any of the money, 
you are doomed for. That is why that Black Wall Street district, if you, if you read history, was burnt down and destroyed because those guys were becoming a little too powerful for the liking of the white people. If you control the money, you control the power, you, these guys are going to really control. Mm, I like that. So I like in that. our approach, the economic aspect I like of that. things is critical. Uh, getting ourselves I like that. educated and have real power, real money, real control. That is when they really listen to you. It, it, you can see it in the NBA. That's why they, they will listen no matter what, because that's the talent. In the NFL, it's creeping in slowly. But there are areas like baseball and hockey. These are the areas where there are none of them. There are not so many black people. You, you hardly see a smidgen of anything about it. Roger, isn't that well, what well, well, the, uh, what's your name? Shell mm. was talking about in our previous segment. Yes. yes. Taking yes. taking yes. our role, taking leadership, yes. taking back the yes. power. That's yeah, what she was talking about. Mm. Empowerment. Morning, Patrick. Good morning. How are you fellas doing? Great discussion. Um especially but you're like late, the Patrick. You're late, Patrick. You are late, Yeah, I, I know. You have to write me up. You have to write me up for that. Um, I like I'm, that. I'm, I like I'm, that. I'm not going to get a, a performance review this, this at the end of the year. I'll take it. But I've been late a lot. But um, McCurr, McCurr Maker is a basketball player from Sudan. He's a young mm-hmm. man who is going into university this year. And he played with my son for a year here in in Canada. He has a, a two cousins. One is in the NBA, and the other one is in the NBA G League. And he's a top five player. McCurr is about seven foot tall, I, solid. So they say six six ten or six eleven. He's seven feet. Really tall. Great, great young man. He is the first top five recruit to choose a historically black college to go play basketball. Instead of going to Duke or North Carolina, places like that, mm-hmm. because he knows he's going to be in the NBA next year, because he's already – he didn't go in the draft this year, but he could have gone – they had him in the second round this year if he had chose to come out. He chose Howard University to go play basketball. And because of everything that was going on, a lot of the sports writers held their tongue. But you can mm. tell they didn't like this. They do not want this to be a trend where the top players no longer go to the white universities but go to the historically black universities, colleges and universities. Mm. So, yes, things are changing, not only in the NBA, but at the lower level, as far as athletes are concerned, Players are starting to say, you know what? I don't have to go to these large universities. If I'm a top player and I know they're gonna, I'm going to go to the NBA anyway, why don't I go do a year at an HBCU and bring in some money for them through TV contracts and that kind of thing, bring in some money right. for them and then go to the NBA. And LeBron James now says that his son might go to an HBCU instead of going to a large University, white university. So things are changing. The mindset is starting to change. That's good. I like that. 
I like that. We we we, we had uh, a lot of um, uh, questions. We still have a lot of questions. Uh, as always, it's not uh, easy on open forum to cover all the all the, all the questions. Why don't we end with uh, the politics? Uh, politics is a tough business, we are saying here. Uh, when does it start? When does politics start? And when does uh, politics uh, end? Uh, rather than talk about uh, Mr. Trump, let's go uh, back to Africa, where, as a tough business, you would rather have your enemy uh, locked up or your enemy dead. We see what Mr. Trump is is going through. Uh, what lesson should our politicians back home, uh, Africa, our politicians in Zambia, uh, learn uh, from what is uh, what 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 is uh, happening? When should they know? Uh, here we are going beyond uh, politics, and when should they realize uh, politics uh, ends here? Who is willing to draw a line where politics starts and where politics ends? Somebody help me. Roger, that's a very uh, tough uh, It's tough. It's a tough question, and I'll say why. It's because we haven't, okay. the, the line is thin. I know. It's a very thin line, you know. Um, so I've, I've heard my pastor say it's a thin line between. Also, we've heard in the world we say a thin love, a thin, a thin line between love and hate. That politics. When does it start? When does it end? Um, whether we're answering it from the American perspective or the Zambian perspective, we mm-hmm. are so ingrained in these things. You know, um, we we a few times we've said a lot of times like, okay, Zambia is a Christian nation. That is great. But then we are selected when we want, when we don't want. You you gave uh, an example which good point. was so funny, but it's 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 true. We we pray for everything that our men are panganda. We won't clean up, we won't pick up because we are praying God will come and clean the place for us. You know? So sometimes we get so blinded, so pushed into these political things that we we don't know where it has to to end. And then there are times when uh, we over over spiritualize things in a negative way. Because there's a there's a way that yes, you should believe in God in everything. Even when you're cleaning the house, thank God that you have the ability and the energy to clean the house. You have these products, you're doing this and let your house be welcome to people, Nashan, Nashan. You can do all those things. But we should not over spiritualize that ah, there's a fly in this house. Where has this fly in this house? It must be the devil. Who has sent you? You will not succeed. We, 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 we go so much to the deep end. So when it comes to Christianity, we have made here in America, Christ, Jesus has become a Republican. He's an, Jesus is an American Republican. Mm. That's the way sometimes I look at it. Even when I'm listening to Christian uh, uh, TV stations, sometimes I have to change the channel. There's nothing there that is edifying me to grow. Mm. I want to be to be a Christ follower. To uh, what have I learned from listening to this preacher? That's going to make me. Somebody can say that I see Christ in you, Maishiba. But instead, no, yeah. we will label this, 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 and that. You know. 
So it 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 has to take maybe entire COVID we were supposed to step back and think and look for Christ. Yeah. You know, maybe we started to, but then we got back to the world uh, or in the thick of doing things and we forgot our focus. Mm. Well, Nathan, to Ms. Lucas's point here, uh, when we live mm. especially back home, uh, Zambia, a Christian uh, nation, on, on, on Sunday or on, is it on the 18th of October, uh, the next day, uh, uh, police are sent to go and uh, attack in a very uh, brutal way, uh, attack other opposition members. Uh, I don't know, again, if it is uh, politics, but the amazing part, it is how we, the Christian church, are so so weak um, when it comes to um, what is the example I can give uh, here at, at Street Kids. Mm. No one cares whether they have eaten anything, and and and, and uh, we are all oh, oh, street kids where they are going to sleep. That is not my this, that is more my business, and yet we all know it is as a result of bad politics why we have things like that. Throughout COVID, the Canadians, the Americans, have been able to find money to give my son who is staying home. He has no job. They are paying. They are paying him. But because of bad politics and where we live, there are children who are going to bed without food. There are children who have who have nothing to uh, to, to to eat, and, and yet we, we 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 are there. Regardless of the uh, the party actually in, uh, in 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 power, oh, this is a God-loving party. This is uh, this does, does not. The question again is when does mm-hmm. politics start? When should we all, as a combined force, as an institution, a humanity of institutions, say the, the politics end here, the human life, the someone dignity comes, starts over here? Because of the three things that Matilda has raised from her contribution, selective, blinded, over spiritual. We, the politi- we use the, the prayer thing, we are in Africa, okay, in Zambia. We use the mm. National Day of Prayer to woo the Pentecostal charismatic people to say, oh, our politicians are God-fearing, blah, blah. They are being selective of what they do to suit their situation. Blinded, mm. the people have blinded. When they see a politician talk God, this, that, they Christianize a, situ- a nation, which there is no such thing. They Christianize a school. They Christianize everything. There's no such thing. There's only one thing that can be Christian. It's a human being. Okay? Over spiritual when When we begin to see everything in the perspective of a spiritual realm, even when it is a human being acting foolishly, misleading people, we still spiritualize and we see demons. That is our problem right there. And what needs to happen is people need to take a position where they come out and say, I'm going to be the bigger or mature person here. Uh, Even if if I stand in this position with this individual, like Biden did yesterday, wish them well from your heart. Don't be selective in how you use certain things. 
That's why the world doesn't want to have anything to do with Christianity because of what we have done. Well said, we had uh, people like John McCain, he was a Republican, uh, this and this, but sometimes he drew a line where politics started and where ended. Yep. Maybe we are biased with our own uh, Obama. Uh, again, he was a man of respect. I think he had a line where you, you would go with his fellow friends and where you would, uh, you would not go. So we say to our leaders back home, uh, humanity comes uh, first, then then politics. Don't insist staying in power. Nadio, 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 Fidilwe. No, I know, I know. Very fast. Do you do you still have your show on Sunday? Yeah. So we have our show on Sunday, and actually, the uh, presenter for this week is going to be the Dallas Association President, Mr. Fred Kazembe, and we'll be talking about uh, actually encouraging. Uh, participation in the electoral process. So mm. uh, we live in the United States, and uh, first and foremost, we need to encourage people to be part of the process here. So that's the focus for our show tomorrow. Okay. What time is it? So our show airs every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. So we ask okay. those who are available to tune in 2 p.m. Eastern Time tomorrow. Yeah.
Do you know? 